are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to this Thursday, February 11th edition of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, managing editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director scouting at thedraftnetwork.com. And we're getting into another one of these hypothetical wormholes today in in which we put on our GM cap and we take a critical look at a player across the NFL uh, who is apparently and reportedly available for trade. And it is a player at a position of need for the Miami Dolphins, the offensive line. When the news was reported that the Dolphins were a preferred destination for Deshaun Watson, the quarterback of the Houston Texans. We did a hypothetical show looking into cap ramifications, potential compensation, would it fit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Just a deep dive into the hypothetical and asking ourselves, is this something that could happen slash should or would happen? And we're going to do the same thing with Orlando Brown Jr., the offensive tackle from the Baltimore Ravens, Uh, who it was reported yesterday, a couple days after he sent out some tweets uh, declaring himself a left tackle, that the Baltimore Ravens have conceded to Orlando Brown Jr. and his camp the permission to seek out a trade for a team who will play him in a role in which he considers to be more desirable than playing right tackle long-term for the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore, of course, has locked in Ronnie Stanley, who missed the end of the year with an injury at left tackle, Brown kicked over to the left side, had success, and is now ready to play left tackle full-time. So the question on our minds, of course, on this show is, is would this be a fit that would make sense for the Dolphins and make sense for Orlando Brown Jr.? And if it is, what's the compensation cost? What do we do with the other pieces on the offensive line? What is the salary cap ramifications of this? What would the Dolphins effectively pitch be? Uh, How much competition should they expect? Would they get into a bidding war? There's a lot to get into. And the number one thing that you would have to do if you're the Dolphins is you have to pick up the phone and you'd have to call Orlando Brown Jr. and ask him one singular simple question. Do you want to be a left tackle in the NFL or do you want to be a blindside protector? Because right now the Dolphins are the only team in the NFL with a left-handed starting quarterback. So in the event that Orlando Brown wants to prioritize getting paid like a blindside protector, it just so happens there's 31 right-handed quarterbacks in the NFL, which makes left tackle the blindside protector. But if the Dolphins can get the pitch out and they say, hey, we like your talent, he's a massive human being, he'd absolutely fit the traits that the Dolphins have coveted in their offensive linemen in the past. We love your film. We love your profile. You're 25 years old. You're playing on a rookie contract in 2021. Would you be interested in coming and playing? You'd still probably play on the right side. We'd play on the left side if you want, but we want to make sure we're putting you in the best position to have success and get what you want. Would you like to be a blindside protector? And if the answer is yes, the Dolphins are literally the only team in the NFL that can give him what he wants and still play him at where he had played the majority of his NFL career to this point in time, which is right tackle. So if you could sell Orlando Brown Jr. on being the right tackle and blindside protector of Tua Tagovailoa, great. Now you just have to work out compensation. That's not to say if Orlando Brown says, no, you know what, my dad was the left tackle, I want to be left tackle, uh, really doesn't matter. No, he said it's not about the money. Great. 
that's even better for Miami. Now, there's the fine print of Austin Jackson, who plays left tackle for the Dolphins now, was the 18th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. There's also Robert Hunt, who was the 39th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, who plays right tackle. Now, there's been much more made about Robert Hunt's ability to play inside. I think his ceiling is higher inside, but I do think he's a quality starting right tackle prospect with further development and polish and reps. If Orlando Brown wanted to come to the Dolphins, let's say he's, he embraces being a blindside protector, playing on the right-hand side of the line. The domino effect is very, very simple. Robert Hunt moves inside to right guard. Solomon Kinley moves over to, right, uh, left, to left guard. Eric Flowers becomes expendable which he's going to need to be expendable because the Orlando Brown Jr. contract is up at the end of 2021, but I don't want to put the car before the horse. If he wants to just play left tackle and he doesn't care about being on the blind side, things do get a little bit more messy for the Dolphins, but nothing that can't be sussed out uh, with time. The Dolphins could theoretically acquire Orlando Brown Jr. and play him at left tackle. You could move Austin Jackson over to right tackle and hope that he develops, uh, gets a little bit more consistent. But there's so many moving parts with Austin Jackson that that makes that proposition a slippery slope. You try him at guard, you could try him at right tackle. I don't really know if there's a fit that I like well for either one of those two. And maybe his career pathway is to mirror that of Eric Flowers, uh, which is not the ringing endorsement anybody wants to hear on Austin Jackson. But Flowers was drafted in the top 10 to play left tackle for the New York Giants. And he flopped and he moved inside the guard and he found, rejuvenated his career. I wouldn't rule that out for Austin Jackson, who was more tools than technique coming into the league. He has tackle tools. But just because you have tackle tools doesn't mean you can't put it together. But if you have the athleticism in short spaces, to win initially out of your stance and get positioning, you can extend your career and you can play inside. That would be something that Dolphins could explore if Orlando Brown Jr. wants to play. Root of the issue is this. Orlando Brown Jr., whether he's playing left tackle or right tackle, is going to be a better option than whatever the Dolphins have right now. At either spot. I feel better about Robert Hunt's ability to move around and play multiple positions to stay in the starting lineup. So as we shift gears and get into to financials, we'll do compens- trade compensation last. Let's just assume the Dolphins' sales pitch works. Hey, do you want to play left tackle for the Dolphins? Or hey, do you want to come play blindside protector and play right tackle for the Dolphins? If he says yes, now we have to shift gears and we have to look at financials. And of course, there's the Austin Jackson dynamic if he's playing left tackle. But there's also some strategy involved from the Dolphins' perspective on Orlando Brown Jr.'s contract. He is in the fourth year of a non-first-round rookie contract, which means he's in a contract year. But because of where Orlando Brown Jr. was drafted, he's set to play this season for less than $1 million in new money. So the Dolphins could acquire Orlando Brown Jr., theoretically, and it would count $920,000 against their 2021 cap space. In a year in which the Dolphins feel a full-court press to fill out their offensive skill players, and in a year in which a global pandemic caused the first cap reduction for the NFL in, like, forever. 
It's a 10% reduction versus what it was last season alone. That's a pretty attractive option to be able to say, hey, we upgraded tackle, and we're only going to pay $920,000 against the cap to do so this year. I mean, shoot, depending on what you give back, a rookie contract might be more expensive than that. Now, long-term, Orlando Brown Jr. is going to command a contract, and if you're going to give anything of substance to get Baltimore to move on this, which you would have to do, then Orlando Brown Jr., like letting him walk after 2021 would not be an option. So you can either franchise tag him and negotiate a deal, you could franchise tag him and trade him, or you could get him an extension right up front, or you could wait until midway through the season, see him play for you, and then give him an extension. What I would not endorse is giving him the contract extension the moment he walks into the building. You as a Dolphins team have a chance to ride out the impact, the NFL impact of the pandemic on the salary cap and let Orlando Jones Jr. play year four for less than a million dollars. I'm letting him play year four. And then if I like what I see, the moment the season's over, I'm working on a contract extension. And if we're not close, then I'm using the franchise tag with the intention of getting it done. And hopefully by 2022, 2023, the salary cap has accelerated back to the rate in which it was growing beforehand. And this Dolphins cap flexibility is suddenly exponentially more than what it is now because we had a cap reduction, which nobody could have possibly seen coming when the Dolphins started their rebuild in 2019. So in short, you get a better tackle. If you're moving Robert Hunt inside, you're getting better at one of the guard spots as well. And you're doing it for a million dollars in 2021 before you pay a big contract in 2022 that sounds pretty damn good to me rockauto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high quality service online for the last 20 years so whether you're looking for your classic or daily driver and you need engine control modules brake parts taillight motor oil new carpet you name it rockauto.com has everything you need in one easy to navigate catalog and in just a few clicks you can get everything you need delivered directly to your front door Best of all, prices are the same at rockauto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com for all your auto parts needs. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all of the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. So the Dolphins, I mean, they have a reasonable presentation. Left tackle spot, I'm not married to Austin Jackson long-term. Now, there is a financial implication of if you want to bring in Orlando Brown Jr. and you want to commit long-term to Orlando Brown Jr. at left tackle, not right tackle, then you have to figure out what exactly you're going to do with Austin Jackson. More likely than not, he's not leaving your roster in 2021 because if the Dolphins were to part ways with Austin Jackson in the event that they upgraded with Orlando Brown Jr. He wants to play left tackle. Want to cut your losses. Fine, whatever. He couldn't be a part of the deal if the deal is done before the NFL draft. And that is when the Dolphins will have the most ammunition to get a job done. That would be what I would advocate. Any kind of trades, big trades, splashes the Dolphins do, get it done before the draft so that you have the flexibility with your remaining assets to pivot and cover yourself. Don't make a late change and then all of a sudden not have any way to 
to react or respond to roster changes. Uh, but Austin Jackson could be dealt after June 1st, and the Dolphins could save money against the cap. But Austin Jackson, if he were traded before June 1st, a.k.a. pre-draft trade, the Dolphins would owe more money in dead cap than what he's on the books for this year in new cash, uh, which is uh, a $3.1 million cap hit. His dead money in a trade would be 5.6, so you're losing $2.5 million against the cap to bring him into the picture. Now, you could easily say, hey, we're going to punt the money. It's only going to cost $920,000 to upgrade. We'll put Austin Jackson into the trade, but Baltimore's probably not going to want him because you, they don't know any better than we do if he could play right tackle anyway. So if he wants to play left tackle, bring Orlando Brown Jr. in if you win the negotiation sweepstakes. I'm probably keeping Austin Jackson around until post-June 1st. And then you could trade Austin Jackson post-June 1st, save $1.2 million in 2021 cap space off the $3.1 million you owe him. You'd have $1.87 million in dead cap space in 2021. And then you would split the remaining dead cap that you're due, which would be $3.7 million, would go on to your 2022 dead cap. So players who are traded after June 1st, you can prorate the dead cap across two seasons of salary cap, not just one. So that's a reasonable option as well, is what do you think you can get for Austin Jackson based on the season that he put on display, based on his tools, based on some of the team's pre-draft process? Say somebody else strikes out on a tackle. Austin Jackson's a former top 20 pick, and he played, got valuable experience. Hey, you know, we know you missed out on a tackle, so-and-so. Would you maybe be interested in giving us a 2022 draft selection for him? They can ask that question. How realistic is any of this is yet to be seen? We don't even know if the Dolphins would be interested in Orlando Brown. But at the very least, you could have the peace of mind to know you can make this move for Orlando Brown Jr. And if he wants to play left tackle, financially speaking, it's going to cost you less than a million dollars. It'll actually cost you, you let's do the math, not a big math guy. It'll cost you less than a million dollars more to upgrade from Austin Jackson to Orlando Brown Jr., and then subsequently post-June 1st trade Austin Jackson, try and quote-unquote cash out that investment and get a pick back. So the short-term payoff is there. If he wants to play right tackle, it's even easier. You keep Austin Jackson at left tackle and you just move Robert Hunt from right tackle to right guard. And financially, there's no waterfall or domino effect. Of course, the million-dollar question here is what is the value what would Baltimore need to do this deal with any team, not just the Dolphins? The case studies of this are rare. Um, you're seeing more of this in the league this offseason than I can remember in, in recent history as far as uh, players who won off of their team. We obviously saw that firsthand with Minka Fitzpatrick. Deshaun Watson's doing that in Houston. Orlando Brown Jr. now doing this in Baltimore. Uh, he's like a 24, 25-year-old offensive tackle. Premium position in the NFL. Very good young player. On a rookie contract. And he's just, I don't want to play right tackle for you, Baltimore. So 
the only case studies that are recent and reflect this type of player, Laramie Tunsil and Trent Williams are probably the two best examples. You could go back a little bit further and look at like the Jason Peters trade uh, from when he went to Buffalo to the Philadelphia Eagles. But like nobody's given Baltimore Laramie Tunsil compensation for a trade. Baltimore probably even knows that already. Baltimore would sit back and say, we would like a one plus for Orlando Brown Jr. And I can hear you cringe through my speakers and microphone already. And I'm with you. I'm not trading a one for Orlando Brown Jr. But you do have 36. And 36 is the fourth pick. Again, not a math guy, but the fourth pick outside the first round is about as early of a second round pick as you can get. Trent Williams was a nine-year vet and got traded for like a five and a future three. So that return on investment, 36, would be better than what Trent Williams got. Granted, Orlando Brown Jr. is a much younger player. He's also not as good of a player as what Trent Williams was. There's less of a financial implication for Baltimore. So they would make the case that he's more valuable because he's a cheap player in 2021, too. I hear you, but he doesn't want to play on your team. Sorry. So, like, we'll call your bluff. And what it really comes down to is if you offer 36, hypothetically, just straight up swap. Baltimore would point to 18 and say, well, we want 18. And we would say, okay, then find somebody in between 18 and 36 who would give you their pick in that spot for Orlando Brown Jr. And then come back to us and we can talk. And you survey the landscape and and A, you survey the rookie class of tackles. And a lot of these teams picking in the 20s, the New York Jets, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Indianapolis Colts with Anthony Costanzo retiring. Chicago Bears, you can make a case, have a need at tackle. The Washington football team at 19 need at tackle for sure because they traded Trent Williams. Find a team that's willing to give you that first-round pick. Jacksonville at 25, courtesy of the Jalen Ramsey deal. Any of those teams chomping at the bit to give up a top 25 selection. No? Okay, then we cycle around to the the first part of the second round again. Really, the only threat is the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are losing Cam Robinson in free agency at left tackle, and they have 33. That's the only team you've got to worry about outbidding you, in my opinion, because you look at the New York Jets are at 34. They have Mekhi Becton. They just drafted Mekhi Becton in the top 12, and he was good. So he's going to play left tackle for the New York Jets. Orlando Brown's not going to want to go there and play right tackle behind Mekhi Becton at left tackle and still not be the blindside protector, which is the argument the Dolphins can make. Say, hey, come to us and play right tackle, and you'll play blindside. And maybe 36 isn't enough to get the job done anyway. But if Orlando Brown wants to push the issue and they feel they need to move him, 36 feels like the right spot in which you're going to leverage out most of the league. I don't foresee him getting a first-round pick. And if somebody does, then bless you. Then one of these other tackles is going to fall in the draft, and we can have that conversation about one of these tackles, whether it's Jalen Mayfield from Michigan or somebody else. 
BetOnline.ag is the easiest and fastest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. There are real-time updated odds on props on just about anything you can imagine, and BetOnline has you covered for all of the news, scores, and odds that you need. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. So the, the final question is, is this an avenue I think the Dolphins should pursue? Uh, I'm a little bit more comfortable staking my flag in the ground on this one than I was the last time we did one of these hypotheticals, which was about a certain quarterback. In certain conditions, yes. This is an avenue, if I were Chris Greer, I would be in pursuit. I would place the phone call to Orlando Brown Jr. and his representatives and and ask the question, do you want to be a left tackle only, or do you want to play the blind side for your quarterback? Because we can accommodate you with either one. But if you're interested in playing for Miami, then we need to know what we're signing up for, and we need to know what other domino effects need to go into place here. So are you receptive to playing in Miami? Do you want to play the blind side? Do you want to play left tackle only? What's your situation? Assume the answer is yes. I'm offering Baltimore 36 and no higher. And if Jacksonville comes over the top and offers 33, then I might consider offering up like a fourth round pick to complement it and just push it up over the top. But I'm not desperate. It's a deep tackle class. And if I get Orlando Brown Jr., He is playing out his fourth year of his rookie contract in 2021 so that I can continue to have the flexibility to add other pieces to this offense and build up the rest of the infrastructure. I'm not signing him to an $18 million a year contract extension that's going to cut down on my ability to sign anybody in free agency that can catch the football. And if an extension upon entry is part of the requirements from Brown's camp, then we're not a fit for each other, and I'll go about my day, and I'll take a hard look at some of these offensive tackles if I'm that dead set on upgrading the offensive tackle position. But the appeal of young players in the league, regardless of what their contract situation is, is it removes all the guesswork. I don't have to guess if Orlando Brown Jr. is going to be a good offensive tackle the same way in which I have to guess if Austin Jackson was going to be good at this time last year. Or the same way that I had to guess if Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State, the right tackle, is going to be good in the NFL. I've seen Orlando Brown Jr. play in the NFL. I've seen him play on both sides of the line. And I know he's good. And he's young. And he can be a core nucleus piece for this team. That's the appeal for established assets versus even young rookie assets that have like a year sample size like what Austin Jackson has. The variance of outcomes in which that player can be, even after a rookie season, is immeasurable. I have three times the sample size in Orlando Brown. And he's been better than Austin Jackson across the board. And he's still cheap for this year. And then by the time he gets expensive... I'll have an expanded salary cap because we're going to be another year closer to back to normal from a financial perspective for league operations. So that's how I'd handle it. I'd call up Orlando Brown, ask his interest in the Dolphins. 
If there's interest in the Dolphins, I'd ask what his true preference is so we can best accommodate you. It's easier for us if he says, I want to I want to play blindside protector because great, we got a left-handed quarterback. We're the only one in the league. So you can stay in the same stance you've been playing for three years in the NFL or two and a half years in the NFL and stay in your right side of the line and you're just going to go from not being the blindside protector to being the blindside protector. Takes even more guesswork out. And I'm calling up Baltimore and I'm offering 36. I'm holding firm on my line. And if they take it, great. If they don't take it, and I want to upgrade offensive tackle, we'll look at 36 or 50. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, lots of ramifications and dominoes that can fall in, in such a move. And uh, we'll see what kind of traction it gets. Uh, I would expect there will be some form of a market. But again, I don't know how hot the market's going to be because of the tackle class this year. So if Miami is interested, could play into their advantage a little bit. Thanks again to the Houston Texans. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. We got one more show this week. Hit subscribe. Hope to talk to you guys again tomorrow. I'm Kyle Krabs. Thanks as always for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day.